What's up guys? I'm Pastor Grace, middle school pastor here at TCC, and I am joined today by Pastor Jeremy, who is our young adult and community engagement pastor. I'm going to butcher your title. So Jeremy, thanks for joining us. So glad you're here. Yeah, no, good to be here. And that's, my title can look any sort of different way, just like most ministry positions look right now. So that was good. True story. Awesome. Well, we are in the middle of a sermon series in the book of Romans, and we have been having some really awesome table conversations because Romans is a book about theology done over a kitchen table, basically, at a church. So um, we're going to kind of continue what we did last week. So Jeremy and I are both coming in slightly cold to this uh, full-length video of a conversation that uh, Erica and Steve had. So if you were joining us Sunday morning, you saw a shorter clip of this, so we're going to play the full recording, and then Jeremy and I are just going to talk a little bit about it afterwards. So without further ado, I'm going to hit the share sound, unlike last week, and we are going to watch this video. Let's go. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm a member of Trevecca Community Church. I've been there since 2013 and I've been on a, an amazing journey with my Christianity. Uh, I am now a local pastor at Trevecca and I also uh, am taking pastoral classes to further my education. Hi, I'm Erica. I am a sophomore here at Trevecca with a major in intercultural studies, minoring in social justice, uh, as I feel a call to go into ministry, specifically to be a missionary. And I am also a member here at TCC. Erica, I gotta tell you, I am so glad that we're able to get back to church live and be able to have conversations person to person. Um, it's so refreshing for me because I really believe in the community. Um, I was reading on uh, Romans 14, 7 through 9, when Paul was talking, and I got to tell you, I was really having some confusion when I first read that, uh, that scripture. I was wondering how it was for you. Uh, yeah, so this passage, uh, also the first time I read I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so what exactly does this mean for me? Um, and I think like the more I process it, like I reread it a few times. Um, and the phrase like no matter like what happens we are the lord's like if you live for god like you are still his if you die for the lord like you're still his um and so it's just kind of like that um reassurance for me of like no matter what i'm doing no matter what i choose like i still belong to god um, i'm still his child i'm still his and so that then is a further reassurance that he's still going to be with me no matter where i go or where he calls me to go i really like the the, the take you had on it um I had to go back a little bit and find out where, where Paul was coming from and, and what he was talking about. But it related to me in my walk because I used to be all about myself and I always seemed to run into problems and trouble and all kinds of things. Uh, my life was a mess. But in looking at Paul talking about that we are the Lord's in life and we are the Lord's in death. Um, what it really came down to for me is that we don't belong to us, we belong to Him. And by belonging to Him, we can shed our worries. And when we have problems, and, and certainly have problems, 
I can turn them over to him and he'll take care of them. So I really was excited about that when I finally got into understanding what that scripture was telling me. And it's interesting uh, for me too, uh, just as I'm new, like going into ministry and like still like taking all these classes, uh, like religion classes, Bible classes, um, and just the more I learn about like theology and about God and about like what the church is supposed to look like, um, it's just really cool for me to like know that no matter what, like we all belong to God, you know, like every single one of us, we all have that choice um, if we want to live for God or not. And if we want to like have those daily practices where we're actually like actively living out that faith. Um, and so like for me, as I'm like new into like starting the ministry and like um, just being more involved in the church, it's fun to kind of see like how people choose to dive into that and like how they're called, like how God's calling them um, into whatever ministry he's choosing for them. Um, it's just really cool to see like how they're choosing to live for God. When I was looking at verse 9 where it says, For to this end Christ died and, live, and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. I couldn't quite understand that at first, but when I was not on my walk for Christianity, I know that I was afraid of death. I did not want to die because I had no idea what was going to happen. And since I've started my walk with Christ, and I've gotten into the Word, I have so much peace because I know that He's with me now and He's going to be with me then. So whether I'm alive or dead, I know that God's got me. And I don't know how I could have any better peace than that and comfort just knowing that, again, I have trust in Him and I and I... I don't have to worry about things like I used to. I was all I did was worry all the time. And I and I don't want to do that anymore. So my life is so much changed by and and this scripture just brings it all to life for me that he wants us to welcome others in and love them like he would. And he gives us that example in verse 9. You know, welcome all, whether, whether they're on a good path or a bad path, welcome them in and don't judge them, but give them the guidance that God would give them. So it teaches me a lot about what I need to do. And in this world, I think we need to, as Christians, I think we need to do a lot more of that. We do too much judging of people today and we need to stop judging people and we need to start loving people and finding a way to help the healing instead of walking away and saying, I'm glad I'm not as bad as you are, I'm glad I'm not. We have to stop that. We need to let them know that there's a better way and that's through Christ. Yeah, and just to echo off of that, I think that's exactly what Christ wants us to do, you know, like, he came down to earth, lived with us, died on the cross for us, and so now He is Lord over both living and the dead, and we um, are now able to like, be in relationship with Him. And so part of our calling as us as Christians is to like, welcome every single person, like not to judge them based on what their sin is versus what my sin is. Like At the end of the day, every single one of us are sinners, and Christ came and died for every single one of us. Amen. And so I would love to see the church and people just 
like like what you were saying, not be as judging towards other people, more welcoming and more open. Like church would look a lot different if like every single person was truly living that out and um, being a light that Christ wants us to be. And I really hope that I get to help be a change of that as I'm starting ministry and wherever I end up in the future. Like I want to have other people also be passionate about this to like fully live out a life like Jesus did. You know. You know, I've I've thought about how after I after I read this, what am I doing to live out this scripture? And you know, with all that's going on with my family, I try and be an example, a power of example to them that shows that the love of Christ. And I know my family sees a change from where I used to be. I work with guys that are in recovery and we meet on Wednesday nights. And when I have a guy that turns his life over to Christ or asks Christ into his life or has that light come on that, oh, I get it. It's such an exciting feeling for me. And, you know, I, I, I just want everybody to realize that there's an answer and God's the answer because I want them to feel as good as I do inside about how much better it can be. It's just, it's just amazing. So, yeah, I, I am trying to work it on a daily basis in my life. It's not easy, but, you know, we have to step back, we have to refocus, and we have to get back in the game. And uh, it, it's just an amazing journey. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And um, I've noticed too, like, just this past year specifically, I've started diving a lot more into like accepting my calling and um, just like what that looks like for me as I'm pursuing this degree here at Trebekah. Um, and specifically at work, um, I'm a manager at Chick-fil-A actually. Um, and a lot of my coworkers have noticed a change in me. Um, just like with me being like more patient towards them or like more kind and just, I'm more open to them now. Like I have a lot of them like will come up to me and just like, ask me to pray for them or like even just like tell me like stuff that's going on in their lives because they know that I want to be there for them um and so like they've I've had several people just comment on that of like I can tell that you've definitely changed in that and it's beautiful and I love seeing you grow in that um and so it is definitely like that every single day like I have to make that choice of like I'm still living for God I'm still wanting to accept this calling that he has on my life and um trying to see like how I can love others and just truly focus on that. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, Steve, thank you for uh, having this conversation with me. I've really enjoyed it. Um, just getting to like, come at the table and talk about what this passage means for me and what it means for you. Um, and I look forward to having more conversations in the future. Erica, I can't tell you how, how excited I am to have been able to have the opportunity to talk to you. You, you have such an insight on what it's about, and I wish that I had had the calling as young as you did um, to know which direction I was headed. The calling I had didn't put me in the same direction, but it has got me in the same direction now. Um, and I want to continue to go on the path that I'm on. I thank you so much for giving me some of your feedback because I'm certainly going to take that with me and, uh, and try and work portions into my life that I haven't been doing. So thank you so much for, for being here with me.
sweet. That was so good. <clears throat> so now we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Those, those are two of my favorite people in the church. And so getting to hear their conversation and hear their wrestlings with the scripture, especially with this happening before recording this before Pastor Shauna's sermon on Sunday. And as they're, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like some of the stuff that's standing out to them is the exact stuff that Pastor Shauna touched on in her message on Sunday. And it was just like a really great lining up of what God is speaking through this passage to our collective church family. Yeah. I love also the fact that they are two individuals who are in very different spaces of life and God is calling them specifically yeah. to like the same thing in ministry. I think that's such a great articulation at the end. Steven said like, I wish I'd had your calling when I was your age. And it just kind of struck me of like, wow, like I am so grateful that like we get to worship a God who meets us where we're at, regardless of where we're at. And that that's so like encouraging but also beautiful to get to hear like redemption stories from, you know, a college student and also an individual who went most of their life not having that relationship with God and God meeting them like in the same place, just at different times. Like, I just think that's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, really is. Man, <clears throat> excuse me. So what stood out to you? Yeah, I... <laughs> I think they they both shared some really great insights um, and just like questions and musings from the passage and how it relates to their own lives that are really helpful pulling out the the themes of that this calls us into to freedom and belonging, like freedom in Christ, but also belonging as children of God as well. And then also the challenge of, okay, so then what does it look to what does it look like in our own lives to live and to die for Christ? And specifically one of the things that, that Erica kind of touched on talking about her calling, talking about ministry, but like that ministry can and should be happening now in our everyday lives. As she was talking about her job at Chick-fil-A, it's like, yeah, like this calling to be, follow Christ is impacting where she's going towards in terms of vocationally and ministry, but it's also impacting who she is and how she's living today, which I think is an important truth for all of us, that regardless of what we feel called to, regardless of where we're working, that we can be a part of living for Christ and living in Christ in those areas. And it doesn't have to be like super spiritualized in terms of what the, the job description is in terms of being super Christian-y, but that we can bring Christ into any and all situations because Christ is in any and all situations. Yeah. And how fitting that like this book, this whole book of Romans is being like given to these people by someone who maybe wasn't necessarily considered like the pastor of this community. Like that, like you don't have to be a pastor to be this person who's welcoming and loving like Jesus. God's calling all of us to live into that. And so it's awesome. We have two aspiring clergy members like having that conversation, but also that that conversation is for all believers and people who make up the body of Christ in the church, like that we get to all be people who 
belong to God. I loved how Steve said that we don't belong to us, we belong to God. It tied in so fittingly with what we were talking about in staff meeting for a little devotional. Just that concept of we can exhaust ourselves by trying to do the thing by ourselves. And when we, you know, step yeah. back and be like, okay, actually, like, this is all by God. Like, I will never be a pastor if it weren't for the grace of God. And like, I would never be a Christian if it weren't for the grace of God. What then does it mean for me to live and die and be willing to do that? because of who God is, like that totally changes all that narrative. And I love that both Steve and Erica like commented on that belonging aspect of <clears throat> this passage. So yeah, that is a huge part of this that we need to remember like where we belong. Yeah, and the, the whole idea about belonging, it's been interesting over this whole school year, Erica being one of them for our Thursday night college small group we've been going through the book of acts and as we've been going through the book of acts one of the kind of repeating themes that we especially get to the second half of the book of acts where it's talking about paul's journeys and so it's the journeys he's making as he's writing several of these letters um, throughout the rest of the new testament and one of the prevailing themes of the stories that we read about in the book of acts is that paul shows up into a new city and as he's teaching and as he's preaching, he, he very often is like pointing to like, these are these idols that this city, that this culture, where they get their identity, this is where it is. And I'm saying it should be in Christ and how much there's a, a Christian uh, writer and uh, theologian that says like the idea of like, turning the world upside down that's talked about in the book of acts talking about this first uh the, the beginning of the church that it wasn't like it was some kind of coup of christendom but that it was this new culture that didn't make sense saying that all these things that you're supposed to belong to that you're supposed to get your identity from like you've got it all wrong like going into athens in acts chapter 17 that um, i think it is that he goes in and says, like, you've got all these got you got all these idols, including that one that's uh, an idol to the unknown God. And let me tell you about the God that you don't know about. But it wasn't like he was adding another God. He was saying, if you follow this one, everything else gets wiped off the table. And so I think reflecting that here in Romans chapter 14, that like to live is Christ, to live in Christ, to die in Christ, like everything else gets wiped off the table. That is our identity. And that's good news that that our identity is is in the is in the Christ who lives for us, who died for us, who was brought back to life for us, who's living today, and is calling us to live into that and that identity, not in the image of anybody else, but what we were made to be from the beginning of the book of Genesis. We were made to be image bearers of God. That's so good. And that ties in super well then even to like the the Nazarene concept of holiness, which Erica was almost hitting on. Steve and Erica both honestly hit on it right in the middle when Steve was asking, like, what does this mean for me? And like, how do I apply this to my life? Which is always such a great question when we're encountering. Yeah. And Erica said the words that she makes that choice every day if she's going to like orient her life in pursuit of the calling that God has placed on her or not and that just struck me of like yeah like that is what we're called to as people who believe in this concept of entire sanctification and being a holy people 
that every day we're waking up and making that conscious decision to say, like, I'm going to pursue God and align my life after God first. And then everything else I'm going to do throughout the day and in my life is going to fall under that alignment of God. It's like the reorientation always of our hearts and our lives and remembering that we belong to God. What? And that that's going to impact then how we love and welcome and interact with other people. And also like Steve hit on a great point of like he wants to then share that with other people and we meet people where they're at. But like we we don't like it's not that we don't let them stay there. Like we don't want them to stay there. We've encountered this God that's changed our world and turned everything upside down. And how can we not let people stay in this world that is selfish and judging and is focused on ourselves when we have had this opportunity to experience something so incredibly powerful and life-changing, like that we meet people where they're at and we love them and we welcome them. And then we hope that by the way we live and the love and our actions that they'll feel called into that space of transformation and renewal too. But like, that's just like the beautiful picture of the church that pre COVID at TCC, you know, we got two services that are beautiful and engaging and encountering people and bringing them into a space of worship um, in a way that is understandable and relatable. But then we also have those people mingling in the lobby and we have people coming in from the rescue mission and we have men staying in our church on Thursday nights from room in the end. And some of those guys like even show up on Sundays, which is wild. And we have, you know, our designated smoking section for people so that they can do what they need to do in order to sit through an entire hour of service. Like, and that's what it means to be a part of the body of Christ is that we're all coming together and gathering and sacrificing these things of like, belonging to myself in order to create space to belong to God together and that like it doesn't doesn't make sense like it is upside down and weird and beautiful yeah and I think as you touched on like the way that Steve said that one of the things that I that stood out to me was talking about I think he, I think he, he turned it well, that it's not about judging others, but then he like explained it. It's not like, yeah, like we love you and we're not going to do anything like this is, it's, it's also about transformation, but he said, it's about leaning into how can we be about healing instead of judging. So it is still saying that like, it's still with the recognition that as humans, that we are sinful and have a broken relationship with God and that we're working towards that healing and transformation, but we're going to be doing it from a place of seeking this belonging, not from a place of, of, of judgment, the way that Christ lived it out in the gospels. Right. Yeah. And it makes sense too of the, like, this is only possible because of what Christ has already done in us and that, we're never in a position or a posture to say that we've changed ourselves. You know, like, I think that that is where that like judging aspect comes in because it almost removes yourself from that equation of like, I, I can't judge my brother or sister because I was them. Like some days I am them. Let's be real. Like we all have the sin and temptation in our lives that is so easy to get into. And that like, it does become a place, an opportunity of transformation 
but only because like we've been transformed first you know like because what god has done in us and that helps us not be in that posture of like judging and condemnation as well you know yeah but anything else stand out to you i think one of the other things that we haven't touched on yet at least maybe fully is the idea that both of them kind of spoke to of that this fully belonging to God because of everything being God's gives us the, the freedom and the good news of being able to turn over our cares and concerns to God. That this isn't that as we were just talking about, this impacts our interactions with others, but also this is not just about our external lives, but also our our internal lives as well, that we can then surrender all of who we are to God to bring about that healing of our cares and our concerns and our brokenness, which is the holistic holiness good news that God is about reconciling and healing all of his creation, both around us, through us, and in us as well. Yeah, that is so good. It makes me think of like what student ministries had kind of made the call on for middle school and high school during all of COVID was that we are going to make sure that we were doing everything we could in our power to sustain and care for our students' emotional health. Um, Recognizing that like teaching and spiritual formation and education of like Sunday school is so important, but that won't matter if our kids like aren't okay. And so, like, I sacrificed, like, low-key, I was like, I, I probably could have gotten malaria from the amount of mosquito bites I got this summer because we were outside so much, and I'm so allergic to mosquitoes, and, like, I don't think my legs are ever going to be the same. Like, I have so many scars now, and it's okay. It's fine. But that, like, we're going to work and cultivate and make these sacrifices in order to ensure that, like, our students are being met where they're at. And, like, Erica kind of hit on that when she said that we all belong to God and that God is calling all of us. And it just made me think of like, yeah, like, like we all belong to God in this really intimate and personal way too, that God is calling us like on this individual basis. And so God meets us when we're seven years old and God meets us when we're 56 and God meets us in a college dorm room or in the workspace or wherever. And that that is such an incredible thing about like who God is and what it means to be in that relationship with God that like we're being cared for in that holistic way of being capable of letting our worries and stresses like go back and become God's problem and that God cares where our mental health is and where our physical health is and that we have a God that became human like how incredible and wild is that and just the opportunity we then have as the church to reflect that to the world and be that body of Christ to the world and what an honor and kind of terrifying thing that is sometimes but to enter into places to say like yeah like our bodies matter and where they're at like matters and then what does that mean for us as the church like how do we live that out in the world and I we talked about this last week that we're like kind of wrapping up with like practical things 
Um, but it was like, how do we practically like be with other people during COVID? And that like, that is a weird thing. Like, how do we enter into places of brokenness or enter into places where people need, you know, healing or restoration in whatever sense, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, like, and that it's not like, this is the opportunity for creativity to like put a positive spin on it, you know, that it isn't easy. And it's not like the straightforward thing of inviting a family over to dinner or whatever, but that in the opportunities and the time it takes to be creative, like some really good things have been happening in our church as well, being the body of Christ. But yeah, that it's it's an interesting time to <laughs> tangibly be the body of Christ. But any other thoughts you want to share before we uh, send off? I am excited as we continue this series and both in the sermons on Sunday mornings and then also these table talks as well. And as we work our way backwards through the the book of Romans and the, the good news that we're getting to, to hear on a weekly basis from it. And yeah, the good news that we heard this week that, that there is no, no limits to what God can do in us and in others and that we're just we're called to surrender everything to him to be a part of that limitless work that he is doing in the world mm-hmm. and what good news that is exactly man well thanks for joining and for those listening thanks for joining us this week we'll have another episode out next wednesday at 8 a.m and we'll be doing the same thing. And I thought I knew who we were uh, interviewing last week. I, and when we recorded, I didn't. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I should have known we were doing these people. And then we didn't end up recording with those people. So I really have no idea at this point where we are in this recording schedule. So it's just going to be a surprise every week. And we're just going to roll with it. It's going to be great. All part of the fun. It's Honestly, this is super fun. I love this. But yeah, so thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. And if you end up wanting to join us on Sunday morning, we'll be having service live streamed at 9 a.m. But it'll also be happening live um, on campus at 9 a.m. So online or on campus, we hope you'll join us. Thanks for being here.